Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. I'm Dane Lobb. I'm a public safety specialist with PG&E. If you're in your home or business and you smell gas, your first step is to get out. Travel to a safe distance until you can't smell the gas anymore and then call 911. The first responders will come out and they'll make it safe for you and your community. You're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Weekends. This is the Two Robbies Football Show. Your number one source for Premier League football on NBC Sports Radio. Now, your hosts, Robbie Musto and Robbie Earl. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio on a Saturday that was split between Premier League games and FA Cup quarterfinals. I'm Robbie Musto and he's Robbie Earl. And Mr. Earl, let's mm. start with the man under pressure, Arsene Wenger and Arsenal. No problem today. They beat uh, Lincoln City 5-0 at the Emirates in the FA Cup quarterfinal. Are you wearing the Arsene Wenger pyjamas again, May? Is it an Arsene you trust again? Are you back on board? Is everything okay now with Arsenal Football Club? Arsene pyjamas are in the draw to the end of the oh. season, Robbie Musto. Don't, let's not go there again, you know, to try am and Just on that, and, and I think it, it's part of it, and I heard you mention it a little bit on the broadcast today, and, and it was something that I said to Liam uh, midweek, was it's quite interesting. I think some of my maybe personal attachment, why I've been behind this guy and try to support him through some difficult times over the last few years, is probably because he's the one manager who was part of the game when we were playing, mate. You know, we started around his team at 96. We saw what he, yeah. was, what he brought to, to the league, to his teams, to individuals, to the way players thought, to the way players trained. I think he had an influence on the game and certainly on me as an individual. So I've kind of always tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. What's happened now, Rob, over the last three, four months, it has it, shown me that it is actually time. And as much as I wanted to back him and, and support him, comes a point where the reality has to kick in. And, and just trying to move the conversation on, because we've had lots of people's opinions on whether he should go, when he should go, what he should say. How I, how, how, how I sit with the situation is, it, at this current time, does Arsene Wenger want to do the best thing for Arsenal Football Club? That's the big question. If he does then he has to find a way and work with the, the board and, and, and the owners to say it's time to, to manufacture his position to leave it, the, the club at the end of the season and find a way to put a positive spin on what's been a magnificent career that's held in some great teams, some magnificent moments, some, some legends. And what I've said is he should be able to walk away from the Emirates. And by the way, as he walks through the door... They should be saying to him, and that's where we're going to put your statue, Arsene, for the, for the days that you come back. But he has to be talking about walking away in a, for the benefit of Arsenal and letting this thing move on and letting this thing grow in another direction. And that will have no slur on what he's done, will have no um, resonance on the, the last 10 years. They have not been as successful. We can look back it, 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 with admiration and he can have great satisfaction. And, and the club that he joined and the club that he leaves, they're in a lot better position. Listen, 
that that makes all a lot of sense and it sounds really nice and everybody's happy there's a statue there and the fans get what they want at the very start of that you asked the question that he should be asking himself mm. what's the very best for Arsenal football club mm-hmm. you're assuming that he thinks it's not him I'm saying he thinks it's still him. Yeah, but so he's that... not gonna he's not gonna um, try and smooth over his exit and speak to the board and walk out of the Emirates and all that kind of stuff. Because but, but he when you Robbio, say... believes he still is the right man to take the club but, forward. But, but when you say he thinks he's the right man to take the club yeah. forward, what what does that mean? So the first thing he's talked about, and we've heard it in a couple of press conferences even today, is he's got to get the fans back on side. So he thinks he's lost some of the fans. He's then got to get the dressing room on side. Then he's got to get bigger keeping his best players. Then he's got to add new players. Then he's got to change the system. Then, I mean, it goes on up. So what does Arsene Wenger... So what you're saying is Arsene Wenger thinks he can right all those wrongs in the, in the, in the next 12 months, six months, and get, what, and get what, Arsenal what, back on track. We, have we heard anything for him to say that he's not prepared to do that or he doesn't think he can do that? There's been times before well, he's, he's been he, under pressure and he's stayed on this football club. There's a lot of people who argue... Listen, this isn't that much different to other seasons and absolutely he's going to stay on. I bet now, Robbie Earl, even if, if you, well, you, I think you've already said it, you mm. think he will sign a new contract. Most people out there, I heard a lot of um, pundits and journalists from the, from the UK Given the opportunity, they thought it was about well, 60-40 that he was going to sign a new contract. Well, so saying, we all believe that he thinks he's the man and will stay on. But, if, but I'm saying it, but it shouldn't be totally his decision, Rob. And that's part of the, prob- of the problem. This oh, guy is so powerful at the football club that he's made, he makes all the decisions. And some of these decisions uh, of late have been for the detriment of the football club. Dropping Alexis Sanchez is a poor decision that's cost, that cost his, his club t- points on that day. Yeah, so I'm definitely. saying take some of that power away from him. Take some of that opportunity to make another poor decision. Help him to make that decision that's going to be a right decision and talk him through that situation. Arsene Wenger's also talked about, I'm going to manage next season, even if it's not this football club. So it's in his head that he may not be manager of Arsenal. I think it's, it's, a, it's the job of the club to push for, the, for him to say, listen, Arsene, go out with your head held high, go out with, with your pride of what you've done in the past, but it's now time to move on. It's now time to make the break. And together, mutually, the club and Arsene Wenger can do that and both can come out of it okay. Listen, uh, we, we want them both to come out with it okay. But even in the, your tone there, Robbie, it's kind of like, you know, Arsene, if it's okay, can we mutually kind of say that it's time to go? How about, how about an ownership? How about an owner no, and a board no, of directors yeah, that, that, I, I that, get that takes that, it away from him, uh, Robbie? I, I, even if it's behind that, the scenes. But he deserves that, Why is Robbie. It? He deserves that. Yeah, for 21 years of service, for what he's done for the football club, he deserves the opportunity. Now... If, he, if he's one of those where he doesn't want to go down that route, then I, I, I'm with you. Let's go a little bit more aggressive and actually say, well, the contract isn't there okay. anymore. So but you're basically I'm saying, saying we, we don't I'm want saying you to stay give on. The, give the, yeah, but give the guy the opportunity to, to, be, to do it in a dignified manner, to do it in a manner that reflects his, his importance and his value on the football club that will, will is remain as time goes on. And even as time goes on, people might say, you know what, how great those times were, like Sir Alex Ferguson, because they might not get it as well as they like. But win, lose or draw, this football club needs to change with a new guy. Let's let's talk about another way that he could that he could find that this is untenable. Mm. Um, I'm not sure whether the protests are ever going to be that strong, but he said a couple of days ago that he he will listen to what the fans are saying at the moment, and we're seeing protest after protest. Yes, they're not huge, and it hasn't got ugly yet. But mm. isn't that another way? If the Arsenal fans want him out so badly, they've got to make their voice heard because you can vote with your feet, you can make difficult scenes, mm. you can add 
I mean, I ain't saying it's the right thing to not, do, not, Robbie. Not sure, I don't, not sure this football club. But they can help him this football club. Not sure this group of fans are that are that people, Rob. Well, not bothered. Not that bothered then. Um, what are you saying? I'm I'm not sure they're the sort who will, with real vitriol, with real anger and, and drive. Yes, they they'll, they'll make their, their their position home. But I'm not sure they're massive. How many times have we seen? Oh, there's going to be a big demonstration, and we see twenty yeah, people with with, with a flag, and, and then some people booing them actually and saying, "Put it down." I just think it's it's a sophisticated kind of audience, it's people who, who are appreciative of what he's done, and I think people will want him to make that decision and almost feel like, it's great, Arsenal made the decision, he's going to leave, let's support him now, let's have a real rally till the end of the season, and then we move on. We, we see at Barcelona, Luis Enrique has mm. announced that he's leaving Correct. the football club. Now, no harm. isn't isn't this, isn't this no quite harm. honestly the best scenario mm. is to Arsene Wenger, even if it's privately over the next few weeks to say, yeah. you know what, guys, mm. this is going to be my last season. Start Correct. planning, start Correct. finding somebody else. And then when he feels it's right, mm. whether it's a Correct. month for the season, whether it's soon, to say, you know what, I, I love this club. I feel I've taken it as far as I can. It's turned for somebody else. It's somebody else's turn to have a go. Isn't that the best scenario? If you agree with me and the, and the chance of that happening, what do you mm. think? Yeah, absolutely. And I was thinking about it today because, you know, we end up talking about you know, the eras and times we played back in the you know, mid to late 90s in the Arsenal teams and that. And it's not just managers, because, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson left a few years ago. You know, Arsene Wenger at some point in the, in the near future won't be there, whether it's this season or not. You know, it's happened to play Stephen Gerrard, we saw as a kid, didn't we? I played against Stephen Gerrard yeah. as a kid. breaking into Wayne Rooney you know, saw his career come through, didn't actually play against him. But Frank Lampard, we played against John Terry, Michael Owen. You know, these were kids then, 16, 17, who were coming in, who've, who themselves have had to make tough decisions, Rob, and call it a day or move abroad or move on from the club that they were because like everything football moves on time catches you up and, and you have to move on to the next era and Arsene Wenger's got to find out you know that, that what the next era is for him and for his football club I tweeted out um, was this a, a, an overreaction I wanted to hear from the Arsenal fans and people that follow us on Twitter uh, and we've got plenty of tweets back um, let me just read a few here Rob and uh, it's Shrin that tweets us back to say Ars- Arsenal season ticket is £1,450 buying season ticket is £350 if the fans want him gone it, sh- it should be gone sad it's come to this Matt Van Swarthout tweets us to say no manager is bigger than their club minus mm. Sir Alex Jimmy Johnson actually won Super Bowls and got got fired. Wenger needs to go. Yeah, there's a couple of London Fury said, unfortunately, it's not top four in round of 16 for the Champions League. Knockout's not acceptable. The players, they have the players, not the manager. Wenger out. And Carl Thomas said, even, yeah, I think, as you said, Tom Landry and, and Chuck Nola have gone. Or they're saying, is it an overreaction since Arsenal fans are wondering about the future and impending exodus of Sanchez? They think it's time. So, it seems to me that, you know, more people would like Arsene Wenger to make this decision. We'll have to yeah. see whether it does, Rob. Just going to, a little bit of Shakespeare for you, a little, a little bit of education. Oh, no. So, Arsene Wenger. Will he or won't he? That is the big question. <laughs> I think this discussion is going to go on a little bit longer, mate. We'll, we'll no doubt be discussing this between now and the end of the season, whether the great man will be there or will he call it time at Arsenal. Next, we'll turn our attention to the bottom of the table, where there were some really important games today with teams desperate to keep themselves in the Premier League. I'm Earl, he's Musto. This is the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a tick. We're taking a quick break, so go get yourself a snack. And bring me something, would you? This is, this is NBC Sports Radio. 
to the pitch. It's the Two Robbies Football Show. NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com. Listen 24-7 online or with the app because every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio. Now, at the bottom of the league, massive result today. Hull City beat Swansea 2-1 to, to really get safety very close in their reaches in terms of the league table. It's going to be an incredible fight right to the end of the season to get out of the bottom three to avoid relegation. And again, Robbie, that I thought mm. Marco Silva did a great job. The team was well set up with pretty much the same side. I think just two changes. Hernandez came in up front for, for Nias, um, but made the switch to two strikers yeah. where he brought off enjoying mid, midfield and Niasi came on to play up front in a 4-4-2 and that forced the game. That totally changed the match. Swansea couldn't handle those two players. Nias was the hero, the man of the match mm. with two goals. They conceded one late from Swansea but just how big, when you look at the table, Rob, oh. was this victory? It was a must-win game for yeah. Marcus Silver and Hull and they did. They wanted it more and I tell you what, they got a chance of staying up. It, it was one of those days, Rob, where the wrong result to defeat, you know, a, a two or three defeat maybe to Swansea. And I think we're consigning Hull. That's one down. Yeah. That's maybe Sunderland and Hull. And it's interesting because it's been two young coaches who've come into clubs late when they've both have been in trouble. Paul Clement, good organisation, discipline with his team, has got results, has got a little bit of confidence and belief going. Marco Silva, similarly. But Silva, and it went a little bit unnoticed, Rob, in terms of how tough a, a fixture list he came into, playing all the big boys yeah. at the top, including Leicester City. And really, you know, they had a few wins, they had a couple of uh, results that, that got them going, but then had a few defeats and people thought, oh, maybe it, it, it's dipped a bit. But they've got a run of games now, Rob, where there's some winnable ones, and today, starting today. Totally, and totally. This guy is a good coach. This guy has come in and changed the outlook uh, uh, and the mentality of players. And I think that's as, as big a thing as anything as you can do when you're a coach. Especially t- players that have been losing games, that are on a poor run, that you have to you know, redress them, give them confidence, organise them. He, he takes brave decisions, as, he, as you say, gets the ass on the pitch. Maybe it's an easier decision to take, but he, he gets his two goals and all of a sudden he's flying. And... Um, I just feel that it ain't done yet, Rob. And, you know, as much as we look at the top of the table and we keep saying who are the four who are going to make it out of the six, I think we're looking at the bottom now. And I think it's gone from what I called a sorry seven maybe to a sorry six. But from these six teams maybe at the bottom now, you can't with any kind of surety say that those are going down and those are definitely safe. Yeah, and I like the way that he speaks. I think when you listen to him speak before games, after games, Marco Silva, there's a little nasty edge to him. There's a bit of passion, I think, that's a little bit of fire in the belly that that has to get through to the players. The fans, most importantly, obviously believe in this team and this manager. The atmosphere is is very good from their part, and they've been strong at home. They've got Middlesbrough at home, they've got Watford, West Ham United at home, uh, the next three home games. I mean, you know, you get good results in that and, and you've got a great chance to stay up. Just Swansea quickly. I just thought that Paul Clement had said that we're going to go there to win. That's our target. Yeah. But it's not the we'll worst result. Yeah. And, and, I, and, mm. and you know what? Even though he says that and emphasises the going there to win part, there's the but and there's the points and not a bad result. Did you think in any way that the team played differently? The expectation was a little bit lower? Um. I think that's easy to say. I think, listen, he, he's wanting to, to stop goals going. They wanted clean sheets was his key, and that's one of the things that, that's helped him. So he'd be disappointed in the manner of the goals that, 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 that they haven't you know, gone to, to Swansea and, and almost put a nine-point gap between the two. All of a sudden, Swansea back in it. Bit of a reality check for Paul Clement. Maybe that, you know, 
as great as he's done, it's not that easy to come in. You've, you've got to continually yeah. be on, on top of things. And as you say, maybe don't give the players excuse to wear a point. We go out every game to win, and if we don't win, we, we'll take the point. But I don't think you maybe need to uh, exaggerate that too much because, as we know, Rob, footballers mm. will jump on any, any excuse they can. Yeah. Let, let's move it on to, to another team who I thought was, was a stunning day for them. And I'm talking stunning, and that's Bournemouth's win against West Ham United. I thought this was a day that will probably keep Bournemouth up and with a defeat could probably have taken them down. That's how big it was. I think another defeat, having missed two penalties, would have been, oh, they're going. They're the team that's going to go. And somehow with with Josh King-Hattrick, they've found a way to get it done or give confidence to to Eddie Hound. They've got 30 points now, Rob. Two or three Mm. more wins, a couple of draws, and they're going to be okay. I just think it was a huge, huge result for Bournemouth today to to get all three points. Yeah, and, and Josh King... I, I like him, by the way. I like him. I, th- I think he's, he can play in the hole, as he did today. He played in behind Benekovobi. He can play as a central player. He can play at a wide position. He's quick. He's aggressive. He's strong. That's 11 goals now, Rob. That's 11 yeah, Premier League good. goals. Yeah, he's doing good. really well. And no change in system. No change in philosophy. I know it's at home. I know it's against the West Ham side that maybe aren't as fired up now. They've got some results. They're going to be okay. Um, but I agree. Totally a, a massive game for them and, and a very important win because they're on the slide. No wins in mm. 2017 uh, and the panic just, was setting in, but that's a great result. Just, just to put, you know, to, to keep things on a level with Bournemouth and they don't get cut. I think recruitment's Rob's going to be a big thing for them in the summer. I think we looked at last season and we talked about a couple of times they brought young players in and we talked about, you know, buying for, for the future and yeah. players they can develop. I think they might have to reassess some of that. I think they have to reassess some of the, the scouting network. Yes, it's great to buy for the future, but they'll need to buy for now. I think he might have to look at one or two players who he's come up from the championship with. They've been good stalwarts and good servants, but there might be a little bit of over-loyalty to some of them. I just think this club might need a bit of a freshen up for Eddie Howe to kick it on to, into you know, good, solid mid-table and starting to look towards a, a, a top-ten team. Let's move it on after Bournemouth's good result. Uh, back to the FA Cup, Robbie Earl and Manchester City. Mm. They drew at home with Stoke during the week on Wednesday in the Premier League. Wasn't that impressive. Went to Middlesbrough in a quarterfinal of the FA Cup. Um, a comfortable 2-0 victory. Yeah. Um, City are getting better, by the way, aren't they? Mm. But more clean yeah. sheets. The attacking's mm. going great. They've got a, a kind of a settled system they're playing now. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's improving his team slowly as we're going along here. I think it's... Uh, how I looked at it is, I think there's an understanding of him of what's required, and I think there's an understanding of his team of what he wants. So those two things aligned over the course of a season are starting to take shape. I still think there's plenty of work to do from the back through. But in terms of attacking areas of the pitch, in terms of what he's getting in his shape, it, you can see what they're trying to do. At times, there's almost like five players coming from all different angles, from different depths on the pitch. So they drag you short with the De Bruyne and then got Peyton behind with Aguero. They've got Sané and Sterling both happy to come from wide in field if, if, you, if you don't mark them well. So attacking-wise, there's so many good options. Still think defensively there's work to be done and, and that they can still get caught out. Let's not remember this miserable team who lowest scorers in the league and struggled to score goals anywhere. But I agree. I think uh, it, it's, a, it's a job that's developing and, and Pep Guardiola is understanding. For, I think that both his team and his players will be better for this season, next season, when they have to be going for first place. You know, second, third and fourth won't be acceptable. 
Yeah, Middlesbrough, disappointing for them. They've got a big challenge to stay in the league. They go now, second bottom Robbie Earl, and I've got some massive games coming up. Um, we'll take a quick break now, though, my friend, and we'll come back and we'll talk about the greatest comeback ever in the Champions League. We've got to talk about that that game that Barcelona winning 6-5 on aggregate against PSG. We'll also talk about Everton, their 3-0 victory against West Bromwich Albion. They're back on track and looking good. You're listening to the Two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a minute. This is the Two Robbies Football Show, your number one source for Premier League football. We are NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the show. And yes, we do talk about the Premier League, but we also talk about the Champions League. And it's only four days ago, that amazing game at the New Camp Stadium in Barcelona. But let's remind everybody how that game finished. Intense pressure now on the Paris Saint-Germain defence. It's Neymar trying to feed it through. It's a scratch and it's in. And I can't remember the last time I saw something like this. Extraordinary scenes at the new camp. Sergio Roberto, the substitute, is the hero of the era. And it is the greatest Champions League knockout cover of all time. Bonkers at Barca, Robbie Musto. Absolutely <laughs> bonkers. And Marvellous. Do you know what, what was great about it, mate? And, and what makes this game special and why we love it is that uh, it was just about the attacking intent of one of the best teams in Europe and the way they went for it, the way that they didn't allow a goal of disappointment, the way the fans got involved and the players were up for it and the emotion and the drive and the tears and the celebration. Some brilliant the goals and free kicks. Oh, yeah. It, it had it all, mate. Drama and, you know. Could have been a couple of penalties one way, might not have been a penalty the other, but it doesn't matter because they keep going and they find a way. And, you know, some people were harping on it about PSG and what they didn't do. It wasn't a night for PSG because PSG, if if, if they'd done that, was all about Barcelona. And what what makes the club great, Rob? It's why, you know, what makes people, you know, millions of people all over the world want to support this club because of what they do. And I know it's quite a a, a poor comparison, but just think of where Arsenal were. 5-1 5-1 down, you know, needing four goals in a game and where Barca were and just look at the different of, of emotions and the way that the two things played out. It, it, it was just fantastic and, you know, one of those privileged to watch games and, you know, you're just thinking of if you're involved or if you're Luis Enrique, it's one of, that's one of those you sit the grandkids down, don't you? In Absolutely. Years time and, and show them the video and, and then say, that was me and, you know, this was a great PSG and look what we did to them. You don't talk about the bad defending and what PSG mm, could have, should have done. You correct. talk about the star players stepping up and the creativity in Neymar producing quality when it really counts, the atmosphere. We saw the videos on social media afterwards, Robbie Earl, of people jumping around mm. watching the game. That's what the game's so, all about. That's, what so it's, what, that's what's so fun about this Barcelona team. They can do that. So, Rob, where was that team that after the 4-0 defeat was ready to be broken up, was, was not what yeah. it to be, and I mean, all the Johnny knee-jerk reactions kind of, <laughs> kind of went away after this game. And, and we did say, listen, with Barcelona, they score one or two early in a game, and, and it's absolutely game on, because we know they've got the capability to do I, this I, kind I, of thing. 
Yeah, I think the end of an era shout that we discussed it. And when mm. you think about uh, Busquets has struggled this season, you consider yeah. the age of Iniesta, you consider certain mm. other players and defensive parts that, yeah, that haven't been Rain, the same. Rano, yeah. you know, it, I'm not saying that, it, that, that, that the end of an era is not coming, but they've mm. still got star players. Lionel Messi is still a mm. magnificent player. You know, unfortunately, with our commitments to the Premier League and the games we have to watch, yeah, we, we don't, don't get... Much, do we? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah and, but mm. my understanding is that Messi is playing as well as ever. He has mm. been the main man even though the team haven't been at their best this season but he's still been outstanding but what you've got at Barcelona as well is another outstanding young talent and for Neymar who stepped up and mm. said it was his best ever game for Barcelona yeah. in this match yeah. there's got to for be sure. this there has to be this changing of the guard a little bit of the star man and I think Neymar the okay. Brazilian incredible mm. talent has carefully integrated himself into this football club and he's had moments but at some point he's going to have to be the number one player do you think he's got that ability to do that when Messi, you know, after another year or two, maybe Messi starts to drop off a little bit? Is this the first step really towards big, greatness at this club? Good, you know, great talking point and, and great debate. And in answering your question, I'll go long. But, but let's go back to the summer, Rob, when we both worked on, on the Olympics and saw Neymar, part of a Brazilian Olympic team, that mm. in the early stages of a competition found the emotion and the, the will of the country a little bit difficult and they didn't really get going. And he took it on his shoulders at times to kind of drive mm. that team. And they eventually got the gold medal, first time for, for Brazil, um, strangely enough. But they got the win and he went on. And during the tournament, Rob, I think we both talked about, we saw a bit of maturity in him, that this kid's starting to grow up to understand what being like a, a world superstar is about. Now, you talk about, is he ready to, to sort of take the mantle? And, and I think we all believe, listen, you get to a stage with Messi, I think, that, that journalists and people like us just don't know what to say anymore. There's no more good things we can say about this guy. So we start looking at saying, is he quite the same guy he was three years ago? And, and that starts. But at some point, some, you know, somebody's got to take on the mantle for, for, for Messi. And this guy could well be Neymar. He looks like, in terms of ability, there's not a problem. Has he got the temperament? Has he got the consistency that Messi's had over the years to be a match winner in difficult moments, in big moments, etc.? Now, the other thing, Rob, and this is the point I want to get to, is Lionel Messi in two or three years' time ready to hand it over? Because you know some big players, it's a difficult thing to say, actually, it's now your turn. Go on, you, you take, because I'll, I'll take a number two role. Because you've been the guy. From you being a kid, you've it's been never going to be easy. Yeah, it's never. That's going to be awkward. It's going to be difficult. He's never. But, but as want good to as Neymar be, as good as Neymar is, and as much as Neymar may be ready to take it, it's that it's still got to be sort of handed over, hasn't it? Because if not, if Messi wants to fight him, if that that's an issue for Barcelona, two great players wrestling for for number one spot. We've seen teams, we've seen Real Madrid teams not win things because at times there's been a little bit of, of that wrestling between two big stars. But it's got to happen. After, yeah. We've been very lucky. We've seen Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel mm. Messi dominate the sport, absolutely dominate mm -hmm. it over a long period of time. When these two, and it, will, it won't be that many years away, kind of two, three drift years, out man. of greatness. Who's the next greatest players in the world? Who's the next greatest players? Well, Who's Neymar, the next batch? Neymar is right there. So, you know, he has to become that guy. And at that football club, he will be enabled to do that. 
Now, how Messi handles it, we won't know. And how long it takes for him to just to go over the hill and to, to be much less effective where Neymar maybe starts in positions that he'd like to start. I don't know how far that is away. And it's a big decision for the manager, whoever that might be, because Luis Enrique, as we've seen, has said he's going to move on um, from this do, football club. Do you think and it helps, Rob, him, him saying <clears> that? Do you think that pays part of what we saw the other night? Is that a team that's going for him and knows that the manager's leaving? Does that... You know, there's no distractions now. Everybody knows where they are. I think so. I think it's a smart thing to do. If that's what he feels um, deep down that he's that he needs a rest, that it's too much for him, absolutely say it. And I think that probably has helped the players uh, short term and over the longer term. And then, of course, we all start to talk about who might take over, mm. which brings us very nicely into to Everton's game. Ronald smooth, Koeman, Robbie Musto. That's a very smooth link, mate. <laughs> very smooth link. But I didn't three, see that one coming. Yeah, three 0 today <laughs> against West Bromwich Albion. Everton. Mm impressive under Ronald Koeman. Everton fans will be delighted the way that this club has evolved. It's moved forward this season, but will be worried that their manager could get targeted by, certainly by, potentially Barcelona, maybe Arsenal, maybe well, others. Well, the, if the Barcelona... Well, what do you think? Is he, what do you think? Will he jump at... Is it easy to go to Barcelona? Were, if the Barcelona scouts were at the Everton-West Brom game, if they can't get Koeman, they can all get Tony Pulis. Tony Pulis at Barcelona. Now, that would, that, would be an, that would be an interesting one. Listen, Ronald Koeman's moved to Everton Football Club, Rob, to, to take this club. I think Everton, if they're ambitious and if they want to get to, into that top six, and the only point behind Manchester United, no, they've got a couple of games played more. They've got to hold on to Koeman. They've got to support him. They've got to How give him money. How are they going to do that, Rob? And they, well, they've got to give him the right kind of money. They, they've got money at this football club now, Rob. There's yeah. a new owner gone in. They've got to but, but back Barcelona, the and, and get former him to player, Former player there. Former yeah, legend uh, at Barcelona. I mean, the almost the pinnacle. Of course, it, if, of course, it'd be a great job. But I just think Ronald Koeman doing two, or three, two, three, four years at Everton will do no harm. That job is still available if he, yep. if he proves successful here. So, again, that's another one we'll watch and see over, over the course of this season and next season. One last segment to go when we're going to debate our time at Manchester United. And really, where is their focus this season for the Reds? Top four, Europa League, FA Cup. How does Jose get on without Ibra? And how will he be received at the bridge in the FA Cup game on Monday? We're the two Robbies Football Show on NBC Sports Radio. We'll be back in a minute. NBC Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and you're listening to NBC Sports Radio. Listening to the Two Robbies Football Show online and on demand. This is NBC Sports Radio and NBCSportsRadio.com, where every day is game day. Welcome back to the Two Robbies Football Show here on NBC Sports Radio for the last segment and more competitions. The Europa League this time, Robbie, Manchester United uh, got the away goal. They drew 1 1. Uh, yeah. against Rostov in Russia. Uh, an ugly game, an ugly pitch, um, but a mm -hmm. decent result. You took a close look at this game. What was it like? Um, listen, sometimes I think in Europe, Rob, you, you've just got to get, get the job done. Manchester United did that in terms of getting a result that leaves them in a really good position now, you, you would say, to, to finish the job at Old Trafford in the second leg. Went with a slightly uh, different formation. I, I, I'd... Um, 
Phil Jones, Chris Smalley, Marcus Rojo in as a back three. I still have concerns with with Smalley and, and, and Jones as top you class centre. You hate, no, you I don't hate, hate them. all the centre no, backs of United. No, I don't, you hate, I don't all hate them. I don't hate them. What what I'm talking about, Rob, is I remember Manchester United winning titles, and I remember what kind of quality centre backs in the past. I know that's in the past, there. but if they're going to get back to winning titles, Rob. And, and it's a great comparison when you talk about Chelsea, who play with the back three, and whether he's, he tried that in yeah, light of maybe, maybe going to, to, to Stamford Bridge in the FA Cup. But when you look at that back three of Chelsea, Rob, and, and that's it, that isn't the past, this is the present, and David Luiz, who's supposed to be a bit of a liability, and Gary Cale, who at times can look like he's on the stretch, and Asper Laqueta, who's not a centre-back really playing at right-back, don't give you a sniff, Rob, and the system helps them and you don't get a chance or you have to re- really hard for your goals. When I see Manchester United, they lose a goal, Rob, from a straight ball down the middle of the pitch. They don't deal with yeah. it well. They, it scores. Yeah. It, it worries me. And that's what I'm talking about. Those defenders, not that I hate them. I could some more than somebody I met a few times. I've seen a nice kid came from Maidstone, was at Fulham, bloody, bloody, blah. But I'm talking about Manchester United getting back to competing and winning titles. That back two is not good enough. To, to get them back where they want. I know Bailly would come in and maybe his first choice. They still haven't got the right combinations, still haven't got the right partnership. And as much as other areas of the pitch might be okay, and Mkhitaryan's goals and Zlatan's goals and the threats in other parts of the pitch, that central back depart, department has to be sorted mm-hmm. out. And Jose has built his teams on that, Rob. You go back to all these teams that have been successful. They've had a great centre-back partnership and, and protection in front. It's not quite right yet for Manchester United. I think, though, we can probably agree that the second leg at Old Trafford, you'd expect mm. them to, to yeah, win sure. and to go through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Mm. Now, another quarterfinal they're involved in is on Monday, the FA Cup, and Jose yeah. goes back to Stamford Bridge <laughs> mm. again um, in, a, in a very, very uh, anticipated game on Monday there. Yeah. Without Zlatan Ibrahimovic, suspended for this match for that yeah. elbow incident mm. uh, in the previous game, and he's got a three-match ban retrospectively. Yeah. Mm. First of all, up front with Zlatan. Yeah, yeah. Is it? I mean, we, we've, we've, of course, we've praised Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's been excellent yeah. this season. Been he's shown that his, his quality in the Premier yeah. League is, is no question of score yeah. goals. Undoubted. Does he, has he taken away from some of the other forward players? The goals no, from the no, other I'm players not haven't that. been as good. No, I'm not having that. Because you've got to grow, Rob. You've got to, you've got to stand your ground. Because he's a big personality and big character. You're playing for Manchester United. Some of these kids have to be that. And I, and I do get what you're saying. And, and I know we've not seen as much of Martial. But that's as much about Martial as it is about Zlatan. Martial's got to puff up his chest and Ma- get on Martial the ball. scored 11 goals last year, Rob. Martial was good last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, the play, and, and rightly uh, 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 so, goes okay. to Zlatan. It does go to him does. and other players. So without him in this game... You know, so what you're saying then is, is Manchester United don't buy any better players than Anthony Martial because he can't handle that. Or, or that is, that's not development, Rob. It's about Zlatan coming. It's about Martial learning from. It's about Martial playing with him. It's about Martial lifting his his level. What's, what I think is really from if there's a positive for Manchester United, he misses the three games, Zlatan. Now we know the cup game and the, and the two league games, which, in all honesty, Manchester United should win. Chance to see Martial. Stick him up front now. Now it's about you for three games. It's not one game. It's not 45 minutes and you might come off. You've got three games. Marcus, uh, Marcus Rashford, if he's going to play on the left-hand side, three games. Now let's see about you. There's no Zlatan about, so you're not yeah. in. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah now let's see, can they, grow, can they grow into that player? Because if you're fearful of an individual and you're at Manchester United, I'm a bit worried about your personality and that. Come on, let, let's take... 
the, the play, when Eric Cantona was there, he grew a group of players who turned out to be world-class players with, in Scholes, in Beckham, in Giggs, in Neville, because they took from him, Rob. They weren't in fear of him. They, they took from him and grew with him. I'm not saying they're in fear of him. I, I'm just saying that their their games seem a little inhibited. I, and I you're think right. you're giving them three an games. Well, them an we'll see now. I, I did put a mm. quick tweet out there for United fans of who should play in the absence of Ibra. And we got some replies here from Denny, from Mima, from, from Radu Marinescu, who basically said Rashford. They don't want Marcia mm. out front, Rob. They want, they want Marcus Rashford to be that guy to play in that position uh, and see what happens from there. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's fascinating. I think these young players will enjoy the responsibility of Zlatan not being there uh, and it's their chance to shine and I think in this game against Chelsea of course it's going to be difficult um, mm. but, but it should be an amazing game Do they face a Chelsea team extra motivated? Are there still some players who will have a bad taste of how Jose left of what he was saying maybe about one or two of the players? Yeah Do yeah. you, you see that Chelsea have to start as favourites? Yep I do. I see him starting as favourites. I think the motivation is still there. The the uh, the, 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 the the somewhat anger of some of these players, mm. maybe the frustration is still there. Chelsea are playing magnificently well, very ruthless, very positive. I think it's going to be a really difficult game. But again, I kind of like the fact that the young players are playing. Show us what you've got. Mourinho, mm. of course, will get his team fired up. But I really think that Chelsea will win this game and go through. And I see them as favourites. Just a bigger picture for United before we go, mate. You know, you know they, they've got the League Cup already banged off. Europa League, top four, FA Cup. Where's Pro... Is, is it not top four? Is Europa League now starting to take precedence that that might be a competition they win and get into Champions League football? It's still got to be Premier League. It's still got to be Premier League, but Europa is absolutely a, a brilliant chance now to finish and qualify for the Champions League. OK, mate. Look, always looking forward to that one on Monday, the Battle at the Bridge. Just leaves us time to... Reward the tweet of the day, and that goes to Shrin, who's an Arsenal fan, who said, an Arsenal season ticket is about $1,800, a Bayern season ticket is about $500, time for Arsenal to go. So, Shrin, make sure your direct message is your address. We'll get two Robbie Scoff to you in the post in the next couple of days. So, on a day when Hull and Bournemouth did themselves a big favour in their bid to stave off relegation, remember, for more debate, discussion and disagreement, make sure you subscribe to iTunes to download the Two Robbies podcast. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the shows. The ratings help increase our ranking and visibility, which allows more football fans to discover the show. And as ever, you can listen to the Two Robbies football show each and every Premier League Saturday, 5pm Eastern Time on NBC Sports Radio. And finally, thanks to all the good folk at Call the City. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show and as ever letting us hear your thoughts through social media. More Premier Leagues next weekend. So we'll return 5pm Eastern time here on NBC Sports Radio to discuss all the big stories in this league. So until then, it's good night from me. And good night from him. Good night. Good night. Want to earn extra cash for the holidays? Amazon Flex is expanding in the San Francisco Bay Area. Opportunities in Richmond, Oakland, and Daly City. Earn around $20 to $27 an hour delivering packages with Amazon. All you need is a car, a smartphone, and some free time. This is a great opportunity to be your own boss, deliver when you want, and make extra money. With Amazon Flex, you'll have flexible hours and great earnings. To get started, download the app at flex.amazon.com. That's F-L-E-X amazon.com. You must be at least 21 years old. Limited opportunities available. Get started at flex.amazon.com. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. 
Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.